Hi, everybody. My name is Rafa Lombardino, and this is Translation Confessional. The Language of Soccer If there is one stereotype I fit into as a Brazilian, is that soccer is my religion. I've been watching soccer since 1990, when I was a little kid and fell in love with my soccer club, São Paulo Futebol Clube, and started following my national team during the World Cup that was being played in Italy that year. For almost two decades now, I've also been following my husband's club, AC Milan, and his Italian national team. We still argue about the 1994 World Cup final, which took place well before we even met. But it was when Brazil became the four-time champion after beating Italy on penalty kicks. I'm glad to report that because Brazil and Italy haven't had to face one another during a World Cup since then, we've been happily married for the past 18 years without soccer coming between us. However, we are fully aware that there will be war in our house if our national teams ever face each other again in the most important international soccer competition on earth. Besides being passionate about our respective national teams and clubs, we also follow U.S. soccer, of course. Even though we've been frustrated with the U.S. men's national team lately, we're proud to watch the U.S. women's national team especially now that the 2019 Women's World Cup was finally televised in its entirety. It's inspirational to see what these athletes have been doing for equal compensation at the national and international level. And we're glad our daughter has these role models to look up to as a young soccer player herself. It's also good to see that she's aware of the fact that, even though Brazil is inevitably associated with soccer, Brazilian women still face a lot of hardships when it comes to the sport, and little incentive is given to the great women athletes we have in Brazil, unfortunately. It also seems that we're watching the Premier League every other day on TV, since English soccer is very popular in the United States, and there are so many games being played during their season. Copa América, Copa Libertadores, Champions League, and the UEFA Super Cup are the other competitions that fill up our soccer schedule throughout the year. Why am I talking about soccer so much on a translation-related podcast? Well, because something amusing happened the other day, and I wanted to share it here. After all, this podcast is called Translation Confessional for a reason, so it's only appropriate that I reflect on it, open up, and address it in this format. The other day, I posted a few pictures of my kids being coached by Daddy at the start of a new indoor soccer season. It's been a family tradition since our daughter became a soccer player when she was seven years old, and our son has recently followed suit when he turned seven as well. Because I have international friends and family members on social media, I tend to post bilingual messages preceded by the respective flag emojis, the Brazilian flag for Portuguese and the U.S. flag for English. When writing the message in English, I mentioned that indoor soccer season had started. In Portuguese, I called it Futebol Society. The venue where my kids play identifies itself as indoor soccer, despite the fact that games are not played inside an enclosed space. My son's games are played in the morning, under the California blue skies, while my daughter's games are played in the evening, under the stars. Even though there is no ceiling, 
they are playing indoor soccer because the field is enclosed by walls and players can bounce the ball off them when trying to trick an opponent. We also refer to indoor soccer when talking about the local team, the San Diego Soccers. They do play inside an arena that has a ceiling, but even if they played in an open stadium, the fact that there are walls around a turf field is sufficient to designate the sport as indoor soccer. In other words, there isn't such a thing as outdoor soccer. Even though we use a word in English to designate the sport in Portuguese as futebol society, society soccer is not an expression that we use in English. So, when a fellow translator whom I believe has English as his second language decided to mansplain soccer to me, I had to take a deep breath and try to use an educational yet non-condescending tone when replying to his explanation. After all, even though I believe women should call men out when they try to explain something while assuming that, because we're women, we have no idea what we're talking about, I still had to keep in mind that I use social media not only for personal reasons, but for professional purposes as well. In other words, I am fully aware that we're always, always being watched carefully by peers and potential clients, and our behavior online can reflect either badly or positively on us as professional translators and interpreters. It all depends on the choices we make and how we engage people on the other side of the screen. I explained to the mansplainer that despite the lack of ceiling, the sport is indeed called indoor soccer because of two things. The walls surrounding the field and the material used on the field, which he called synthetic grass, a term that is not wrong and can be easily understood if referred to that way, but that is more commonly known as turf in English. Had the kids been playing on an indoor court like a basketball court, the sport would be called futsal, not indoor soccer. I added a link to my comment to use the local futsal school as an example before the mansplainer had the urge to tell me that I was using a Brazilian word, futsal, incorrectly in English. Yes, soccer played indoors on a court is referred to as futsal by native English speakers. So to uh, recap, in Brazil, we have regular soccer played on a grassy soccer field, which is called futebol. Then we have futsal played in the court. And we have futebol society, which is played on an open field made of turf instead of real grass. So the way I localized my post in my two languages was completely fine. And there's no way I'll use society soccer in English to designate the sport that my kids play, regardless of whether there is a ceiling or not. All in all, I guess the main takeaway lesson here is be careful when trying to correct someone about language use. Not only you're at risk of mansplaining something to a woman who has sufficient knowledge on the subject, but you can also act like a fool without first putting your convictions in check, either in your first, second, or third language. Send me an email at rlombardino at wordawareness.com or leave a voice message on my anchor page. If I get enough feedback and voice messages, I can go back to the subject and post a special podcast episode with everyone's opinion on this very same theme.
By the way, my anchor page is anchor.fm slash translation dash confessional. I look forward to hearing from you. Stay tuned for weekly episodes and subscribe to Translation Confessional through your favorite podcast app.